This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado. The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to Here's Where It Went Wrong, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things in pop culture, history, and sports, but exclusively focus on the worst aspects of those things. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Andrew Nadeau. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. It is fall now. I got to wear a sweater. Um, that is <laughs> honestly my biggest news, but it was thrilling. Uh, it's, it's been good times. My my wife bought uh, pumpkin spice coffee grounds. Uh, oh, and yeah. I got to tell you, tastes awful. So it tastes like fall. <laughs> it's you know what? I, uh, I am in for the change of season. I just it's something different, something new. I get to be warm sometimes. Uh, you know, I'm 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 all in cold other times. It, you have fall, no idea. That's <laughs> we're just describing with seasons to the audience now. <laughs> we have more content for no, you guys. Well, in this. Look, I'm locked inside my house. It's nice to have a different view when I look outside yeah. <laughs> of, of foliage and whatnot. Uh, and then it's going to hit Chicago winter and we definitely still can't go outside and the view will just be awful. I think that's it. It's just commitment to like that last grasp of freedom when we know we can still sometimes go outside now. And, uh, you know, it's not that bad. We also have our roaming third co-host today, uh, Michael, who is currently uh, appears to be eating a burrito uh, because he is the king of what, professionals. What? I'm just trying to I'm trying to vamp until this bite is done. <laughs> what was the thought process between I should be chewing while doing an audio only show? <laughs> Way too close to the mic. Please no, don't. No, we're going to no, get no. this awful chewing ASMR. Do not chew into the <laughs> mic, Mike. I literally was introducing you, saw you were taking a bite of burrito. It was just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> when it's a quesadilla, but oh. oh, oh, I'm so sorry. It was a tortilla with meat, oh, cheese oh, and vegetables. God. It's so that much is, more professional. That was our Jim mistake. Gaffigan that's on us. I thought this Michael, was an eating so... podcast. I don't really know where I am. <laughs> I haven't slept in like four days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have a new baby. Congratulations. I have a baby. King, king, king shit. Uh, <laughs> that's what he calls me. He, he's speaking already. Yeah. Congrats. He is. Yeah. He's, he'll be, uh, how old is he? He'll be two months next week. Two months so next he's a little week slow. He started talking last week, but he's getting there. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. But I'm glad he's already learning internet lingo and how to refer to you. So that, <laughs> that's he's got an online brain just like his daddy. It's neat. He uh, he said earlier that his formula slaps, and instead of crying uh, earlier this morning, he said FML. So he's <laughs> he's really he's very modern. He's a very modern baby. That's really what my wife and I were going for. He's gonna be taken uh, over this show in a week. Baby. Oh, yeah, he will. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be he'll be our third co-host in a little bit. <laughs> he'll also but. be eating with me. Um, I think next <laughs> that time I'm on this show, I'm going to have a bowl of soup. That's OK. Perhaps Jambalaya. I got <laughs> perfect. Uh, so uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the eating corner with Michael, Andrew and Wynn. Our, our main guest today, and I'm so glad we got her on, uh, you know her from The Opposition, uh, Superstore. She is a writer uh, for the Emmys that just happened this past Sunday. We have the very funny Nicole Thurman. Nicole, how you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Oh, I'm on top of the world. This is fantastic. I'm great. having a great time. We are oh, so great. excited well, to have you on. We're both huge fans, and, and this is absolutely amazing. Thank you oh, so much for coming you. on. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> I am also a fan. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. I like I like this part of the podcast. It's very nice. It's like yeah, fan, yeah. Just when it's fandom. all just praise and telling yeah. you you're the best. Please Can we just it do it? Yeah. The show. Full hour. Just a full <laughs> yeah. hour of exactly. that. Really. Exactly. That's how you get guests. Praise the hell out of an hour. You just got to kiss their ass for an hour and then they just go, you know, go on their way feeling good. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah why that, not? That, this is really like people pay for therapy. Just go on podcasts. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm usually crying when I type like, can I be a guest on your podcast? Like I'm crying when I'm tweeting it. 
can I be a guest on someone's podcast, please? And then people respond. Please just let me on. Tell me I'm good. Yeah, tell me I'm good. Tell me about my credits. (laughs) Plug my shit, please. You're doing doing so good. Those images. Thank you. Those Emmys ruled. I'm usually like so hot and cold on award shows. And even though y'all had like the entire world against you, I mean, you had like the like CNN election night coverage, like amount of screens behind you of every celebrity. (laughs) And and, like the monologue was so fun. Like the jokes were great. Like really, it was just like a feat. It was, it was awesome crazy. It was one of those things where it's like, I obviously knew it was coming, but still even watching the Emmys, like watching them, I was like, wow, this like really worked out. Like I didn't know <laughs> what it was going to be like, cause it's insane. Like Jimmy's like, okay, so there's a wall of 150 TVs behind me and it's all famous people on them. I'm like, okay, like what do we do with this? Yeah. Perfect. Everything, every, every bit, every like the lot or the alpaca that came out with, with uh, Randall Park. I was like, why do we have an alpaca? And then I was like, you know what? That was hilarious. Why not? Incredible. Jason Bateman pretending to be his own cardboard cutout. Like, he was so ama- great. an He's amazing so bit. Funny. Yeah, it was so good. It was great. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was uh, glad to be a part of it. It was my first time writing for an award show, and it was so much fun. I would totally do it again in a heartbeat. It was awesome. But you've got yeah. another project coming out, too, right? Yeah, um, uh, in a couple days, I don't know when this is playing, but um, there's a show on HBO Max called Hot, bless whoever that was, <laughs> someone sneezed. I'm, I'm crossing, I'm crossing the screen God bless right you, now. God bless. Um, but anyway, there's wife, a show, sorry. oh, bless your wife, um, there's a show called Hot Dog, it's spelled H-A-U-T-E, like haute couture, yeah. except for they say it, Hot Dog. Yes. Um, it's going to be on HBO Max. It's a dog grooming competition show, and it's actually very cute, and that it was amazing. very fun to work on. It's, like, ridiculous. Um, these dogs, they come in, and then, like, the groomers make them into, like, I don't even know, one person, like, carved a gorilla butt into a poodle. <laughs> Or a gorilla, not a gorilla, but a gorilla face into the butt of a poodle. And I was like, what is this show? It was it was crazy, but it was super fun, and it's coming out this uh, week. The hosts are great. It was, like, my first real, like, I had been on The Opposition and had written first TV before, but this is, like, my first writing-only gig, so it was really, it's exciting. It's very fun. That's amazing. Plus, I'm 100% in on this concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. I, everyone's going to watch yeah. that. Yeah. It's Matt, really fun. Matt Rogers is one of the, the hosts, correct? He's like the main host, yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Rogers is the dude, yeah. Oh, he's great. He's I'm hilarious. A huge fan. Yeah, like he, it, the show's gonna be like genuinely funny. Like, I'm not really a reality TV person. Uh, and it was funny because like I had to, like I had never seen Nailed It and it's kind of like has a Nailed It vibe and so I was like what is that show even like I watched it for the first time because I was writing a reality show but I loved this show like I was like this is actually a reality show that I would watch I, like, <laughs> and I don't watch reality so it was fun the reality shows I go in for are like Great British Bake Off where everything is just adorable and wholesome like i just want to feel good for an hour without like oh somebody had to stab somebody so we're gonna have to cut for a little while yes so no this is this is absolutely perfect plus dogs we need this right now this is what the world needs 100 percent. and it was like we we actually shot it um like in july so it was pandemic times but we pretend the pandemic does not exist so we don't talk about it at all and it's literally just like light-hearted you know silly little cute dogs like little wet dogs shivering (laughs) getting like their hair cut it's like it was really it's just like adorable feel good like like candy like it's like the colors are so bright everything's like very bright about it so it's it's gonna be great it's gonna be fun yeah that is fantastic coming out this week if you don't have HBO Max, get it. Absolutely. I got it recently, yeah. and now I'm definitely keeping it for another month so I can yeah. watch Hot Dogs. So that's awesome. I'm, exactly. I'm a big fan of this. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole, uh, yeah. we had you pick a topic that you mm-hmm. love, uh, and what we have settled on is dating. <laughs> it's actually funny because I thought it, I didn't think of it as a topic that I love. I just thought of it as a topic that was ruined because, like, to say I love dating I feel like I, my friends would be like, bitch, you're lying. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> I don't love dating, but I do. I love love. I do love love. And I love right. like romance. And I love the idea. Like I love having a partner. So yes, I, I guess I love dating when, when done right. I love dating. Yes. When, when done properly, right. dating mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. And, when, and we'll get into how it could be messed up. In and a we fan, have a lot on that. Let's talk yeah. about 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. Really? So yeah. let's let's just uh, let's do like a kind of a brief thing about like what uh, what your feelings, what your relationship with dating yeah. is, how you feel about it. Personally, uh, I married the girl that I met uh, when I was a senior in high school, which is disgusting. Uh, great is, move. You I mean, mentioned that before we you mentioned that before we started recording, and I literally thought you were joking, but now I'm no. realizing you were serious. And that One, is, I love that though. I love it. I mean, but 100%. it's crazy, but I love it. Yeah, no, we met we met when we were uh, seniors in high school and we've been going strong ever since. However, that just means my like other than her, my dating pool is limited to like high school relationships, which in case you didn't know, are inherently bad. (laughs) Right. So did you guys you guys never broke up the whole time you've been together? No, no, uh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I have a friend who's been with her husband since they were 15, and they broke up for, like, a year and a half. But that was, like, you know, in college for a year and a half, that's it. But they had a break, so they at least dated, like, one other person in their life. But they've been together since they were 15. So you're kind of the same, though. Yeah, yeah, no, we're the same. We uh, we started dating, and then the whole summer we're like, well, we're obviously going to break up when we go to college because we're going to separate colleges. So, like, yeah. we're going to, like, have a fun summer, and then yeah. it's done. And then we just never canceled it. We completely dropped threw on our whole plan and uh here we are like uh like 10 years later so my dating uh ends at uh my wife ashlyn when i was 18 uh till when i finally was smart enough to propose uh many years later so that was my like regular dating history other than like like husband wife dates but gross so that's me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no thank you no thank you I prefer sexy dates that end blackout drunk. No, I'm sure. <laughs> Who does? I mean, that's most pandemic dates these days between yeah, two right. people, right? Right, right. Probably. Uh, yeah. 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 So, or, or I'm just revealing too much. I know. Like, is that, what you, is that your pandemic dating life with your wife? Uh, you got to find a way to do it somehow. Uh, to have fun somehow. Um, yeah. No, I, I, yeah. So I have like, I have like a good in the past history with dating until like a certain point in my life, which is like why I say it got ruined. But, um, I, I always had like regular, I was like a very serial monogamous. I had a lot of boyfriends. I met my, and I met them all organically, you know, through friends at parties, like just regular ways. I'm trying to think of what else. the longest relationship I had was with, um, my math, like my undergraduate math teacher. He was like a TA and he was young Gotcha. And on the first day of class, I was like, I'm all, I'm like, that's the dude for me. Like, I'm like, yeah. Babe Ruth, you called your shot. Yeah. You, you were just like that one right there. I pointed there. at it. I hit a home run and then I dated him through all of college. Yeah. And that was like, I feel like that was like, I mean, I have had other relationships since then, but that was like the most pure, like back in the day, old school, just like love of like real love, I think. But we broke yeah. up. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> so that was like, you know, I had normal dating history. Right, right. And this isn't mm-hmm. stern. You don't have to go any deeper than just an overview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's an overview of it, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, great. Andrew, any, any? Uh, I know you're currently, but beforehand, what, what is your experiences? Honestly, it was mostly the same as Nicole's, where it was, you know, a relationship. It wasn't much going around. I want to say most of my relationships. I was about to say you also dated her Matt That was TA. it, same guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like most of my relationships were dumb is probably the right word <laughs> where it was like okay cool we're we're gonna do this and there's maybe some good stuff and this is you know way more than it should be and it was just a few of those uh and uh no now i'm i've, I've been with uh anna who of course you know for um three and a half years and i am not allowed to reveal any more personal details about her than that ever <laughs> so this has made a career in a comedy a fantastic choice yeah <laughs> That's hilarious. Why was she? Did she? Was, did she have like a rule? She's like, don't say a word about me on your podcast. It's oh, in, in anything, we, or can you not say? No, it, it's just she's like a professional. She she has work where okay. it, that that you have to actually be in a responsible adult. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a general. You know what? It's if so weird. Now she it. was dating Andrew. It would all come crumbling. I know. Right, right, right. <laughs> Her whole life would just be ruined. That's so funny, Michael. Oh, hi. What's your experience? I know you're married with a kid. It I know obviously you're very worked happy. Out. You have a baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, let's see. I started using dating apps in like the, do you, okay. Here's a question. Do you guys consider MySpace a dating app? 
any website can be a dating app if you don't use it correctly is a tweet <laughs> that, I, that I read recently and I was just like I need to figure out I'll put that in the show acknowledgement notes because that is such a great joke I love that so much but that, that's so how that's you and so Tara met no no that's you, not the girlfriend before Tara I met so that was like my experience with dating apps before that was I went to when I went to DePaul uh, and I uh, went on my old MySpace profile in uh, good old 2004. Sure. Uh, she, I just uh, found my I, MySpace profile, actually. I, I found the password like last week. Oh, I deleted it immediately. That was the whole reason I was Seriously? searching for it. It's it's like a music website. I've now. been trying to get into mine. Yeah, I can't get into mine. And I've been trying to find out how to get in so I can freaking erase it. But I can't yeah, delete it. I actually from the Internet. I found out many years ago that I actually got banned from MySpace because I was posting copyrighted music videos which <laughs> from YouTube. That's hilarious. Which they let you do because they had no code to stop you from limiting how much multimedia you had in your page. So you go on your friend's page, computer would crash. Remember those days? Oh, man. Yeah, but like that was what MySpace was for, was for showing what emotional songs that you were listening to at the time. You would put them as like your status. You would put like very sad lyrics and then like your aunt would reach out and be like, you need to call me. God, my profile. (laughs) That's why I got off of Facebook because I was like, if my grandma texts me one more time, like what's wrong with you? I saw your Facebook status. I was like, you know what? I'm like, we're done with Facebook. That's the end of Facebook for me. Oh, yeah. Mid-2000s, yeah. I had the MySpace and I had the Live Journal. So that was just emo. Ooh, killing it. So Absolutely. I never had the Live Journal. When I joined okay. MySpace, I found like a DePaul group or whatever. And uh, this girl was in it and we started messaging. And she was a day younger than me. And that was, so that was something to talk about. And then we dated for two years. And that was pretty much the first time I used like a dating app, dating app. But then um, I had some family issues where I had to go home, take care of my parents and wasn't meeting anybody because I was in school full time, working full time. I had no life. So I went on match because they had like a 75 percent off for like a 90 days or something. So it was like five bucks to join. And uh, so I joined because I was like, well, this is the only avenue I'm going to have going for me for a while. And the next morning uh, I got two winks. So like winks are like pokes on Facebook, but they were like winks on, on match. Ooh, OK, Recently is 2007, this was, and I got two of them. And one was from this, like, woman about twice my age who was, like, a divorcee realtor in my town. And then the other one was the woman that became my wife, uh, who was this really pretty girl who liked to climb and be in caves and wall climb and do all this crazy stuff. Nothing that I enjoy at all. And, uh, but I, uh, but, so uh, adorable. I, re- I responded to her and the rest is history. We're a comedy podcast, but, like, that made my heart flutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I that mean that made, my heart, that made my heart be like it's, it's very that was adorable. Worthy. Yeah, it is pretty but, adorable. It's hard to it's hard to make jokes about that because she she's she saved me. I, I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering what that divorcee is up to though right now. <laughs> I know. On the next she's episode, still working for Remax. We should, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say ready. we should do like a Maury thing. You should have her on the next episode. Like what might have been sliding doors, you know? Like uh, here's yeah. here's where it went wrong trying to date my <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Oh that works. That's yeah, good. I would have been about the same age I think as the kids in her pictures. Uh so that, that would have been interesting. So wow. I would probably have like stepkids my age. Stepkids uh, and yeah. friends. And friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mom goes to bed, I'll hang out with my stepsons and we'll, uh, right. we'll play it's catch and tiddlywinks and all the stuff that grown men do. That's a win-win yeah, right there. Yeah. Two uh, for one. You get friends, you get stepsons. What's a three for one? Friends, stepsons, and wife. Why not? Right, exactly. That's the dream. She'd probably the sell you thing. a nice house. Get a reasonably priced house. Like, what the hell? And well, yeah, she level, had all level. the great deals, all the good hookups. She knew where the good school districts yeah. were because her kids were also through school and she's a realtor. Yeah. Yeah, you we get that 30? A, a good home. Yeah, we would have had a really good uh, a mortgage rate. <laughs> Probably would have yeah, had like get, 3%, something really great like that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Shame. Boom. So, so far, oh. we have <laughs> dating going fairly well. Dating's going so, fairly there's well. There's nothing yeah. that could ever go wrong with dating. And uh, End of episode. I've never Look, heard dating. a bad dating story, and I think everybody who does it is successful all the time. <laughs> Look, dating, wow. dating is fun. Like, I like who doesn't like, I oh, so, you know, pandemic kind of step back i miss going to the movies i miss going to a dinner in a movie like that's that's like such a basic first date thing or just a basic date thing in general but i miss it so much you know why i really like that too because i didn't go on i didn't go on a lot of like movie and dinner dates with 
I mean, maybe I did with guys, but I can't think of it. But I, what I love about those dates is it's like right when you're like over talking, you're like, yeah, we done. Like we had a good conversation at dinner <laughs> and then you go to the movie and you can shut up and then it gives you something to talk about afterwards too. Exactly. So then it's like refill, it, refills it your Yeah, it refills mm-hmm. the tank. You're it's right. Great for, great for an introvert because you're like, okay, I'm done. Now I have a headache from talking to you all at dinner. So then you go to the movie and then you have more to talk about. You refill the tank. Yeah, yeah, you could just, like, afterwards, just, like, how good yeah. is Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, that's you just say that over and over again until you reach your door and then you're done. <laughs> you just say, Tom Hanks <laughs> in the movie, see, but Tom Hanks is great. Tom Hanks is, how good is Tom Hanks? You can say yeah, that after any movie. movie. You can go see Dark Knight yeah. after the theater. You can be like, you know what? How great is Tom Hanks? And, oh, my God, he's so good. I you go can on talk a whole rant about it. I lo- Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? I, but, terrorists. I went to a screening with him, and he was talking after the screening, and I was like, I love you. He's just the most beautiful human. And he's so smart. I mean, he's Tom Hanks. You know, he's Tom Hanks. About that. This oh, is the new episode. All my I do miss that. All my dates yeah. are basically talking about Tom <laughs> Hanks. Uh, yeah. If only I got a week from Tom Hanks, you know? I know, right? <laughs> Stupid know. Rita Wilson. Yeah. I know, she stole him from all of us. <laughs> the worst, the worst, the like, best. Like 1988, they've been together forever, like we never had a chance. Maybe I can go out with, um, what's his name, son's name, Chaz, the rapper? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chaz, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's I think he would like a black woman, so why not? Colin's married, Chaz, I believe, is a bachelor mm-hmm. on the problem. I'm pretty sure he's probably single. He seems like a single man. <laughs> I will say, apparently Tom Hanks has, it. like, a brother that's almost identical that oh, really? voices Woody in projects that Tom Hanks doesn't want to voice Woody. Really? In. That is oh. amazing. That's like Clint Howard. Yes. They have, that's like, the amazing. exact same, like, face and look like the scrubs did like a whole thing like turner and hooch parody where like tom right. hanks his brother ended up like reciting a bunch of lines from that's turner hilarious. and hooch that's like, amazing also i i love that yes yeah, so i was gonna say is it tim that we're saying like the selling point of tom hanks is his looks like that's why we're all in on tom hanks <laughs> that's if you look oh, yeah. like him is that, that's the same thing <laughs> is that not why right. we love tom that, hanks? it's not the acting no it's 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 the, it's the girl. It's a, it's Jim it. Hanks, by the way. Jim, Jim Hanks, Hanks is it voices. Really? Yes, Jim and in Tom? every like, in every like low budget Disney trying to cash in on Toy Story thing, they get Jim Hanks in there because they can't pay Tom Hanks his fee. You know, we need to do this one with the celebrity siblings. I want to see a Rocky with Frank Stallone. I was thinking about that though. Like, there are some unfortunate situations where the sibling looks like a, like a, either like a Kmart version of, right. the, of the celebrity, <laughs> or like, a, or just like a really busted person from like I don't know Idaho or something. Like they always like it's like a, there's never a good way to be a sibling of a famous person. Clint I Howard, like. I feel like got the worst of it. Clint Howard. Got I mean, problem. prime example. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's. I mean, he was an actor though. He worked. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, no. Clint, Clint, Clint Howard works consistently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But those. I mean, like, yeah. There's some siblings out there. We were like, oh dang, the gene pool real hit hit real hard on one of them, and then the other one just kind of skipped. It was like whatever. They don't have the millions of dollars to to really right. you. Any a lot yeah. of people are like prettier when they're rich. That's oh my just, god, that's so real. T- like, I get so sick of people being like, "How is this celebrity looks so good at fifty years old?" I'm like, they're rich. They're rich. I mean, it's so much easier. Yeah, they're on trainer. <laughs> so they have their own easier. chef. They haven't been stressed in thirty years. Like you'd be you'd be exactly. gorgeous too. Exactly. If you didn't have to think about rent ever, you'd be, you'd be chill as fuck. Like, right. you'd be oh, good. Yeah. You, you don't if even know how to pay a bill a... because you don't have to worry about everyday things. Right. Exactly. If every Absolutely. night I had a good night's sleep, I'd be gorgeous. <laughs> I, uh, exactly. I, I had a friend who used to, who once worked with uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and uh, he had to drive himself to a gig once, and on his way to the gig, this was somewhere in New York, he, stopped at a, he had to stop at a toll booth, and he didn't know what to do. <laughs> so he like oh, didn't Tommy Lee, know Tommy Lee Jones? to like throw change in the toll. This was a long time, ago. so he didn't know to like throw change so in the toll booth. He like had to call my friend and ask. She was like the assistant, ask what to do, and uh, she said, "Yeah, put like fifty cents in." Wow! <laughs> look, look. If we okay, quick tangent. I'll probably end up taking this out because who knows if this is cool to talk about. But I had a friend that worked uh, for Val Kilmer. Uh, mm-hmm. And apparently Val Kilmer is uh, is a, an eccentric. That's the that that, he yeah. knows he's an eccentric. That's fine. But every Valentine's Day, he calls it Val in Times Day and like <laughs> goes around and pretends like it's his day and like expects to get and give gifts. I kind of want to be his best friend now. <laughs> Yikes! I mean, I'm kind of into that. I'm ha- my birthday's on Halloween, so I just pretend Halloween is my day. So I mean, I kind of get that. <laughs> What a great oh, birthday. Everyone's it's an amazing birthday. Up wearing costumes. It's the best so, birthday. You're guaranteed a party every year. 
What's that? Pretty exactly. Much, yeah. I don't even have to. I don't plan anything. I just like go and I'm like, this is for me, right? Thank you so much. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Thank you for dressing up like Dracula for my birthday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are such good friends. Yeah, exactly. This is so nice of you. I didn't even know this was happening. They're like, we didn't either. <laughs> so, so dating, we love it. Dating. You find somebody. You're love with it. them for a while. It's you the see- best. It's like when you really like when you oh my gosh when you meet somebody and you have that like that chemistry and you're just like all you talk about is that person and you're just like super into them. That's the best feeling when you're tech when every time they text you you get like little happy butterflies. It's the best. Like, when like, the romance yeah. is real, when the when the feelings are are fresh and cool, it's amazing. And then I like I like everything about dating. Like I like having um like I'm not I like the I live I've only lived with one person and it was a bad boyfriend, but it was fun living with him, like making dinner and just like, yeah. I mean, you guys all have this, I'm sure. So it's like, you know, you get to just like experience like being with another person and chilling. And like, I'm a, not a, like a really much of a go out person, especially like as I get older, I like don't care about going out at all. Oh, and so it's just nice to be like, I have my, my best bud, like chilling with me on the couch and we're just like watching TV or whatever. It's like, it's so much fun. It's the best. Yeah, it's great. And like you got the movies and also that first time you establish banter with somebody that you're interested Mm in. Like when you get like an inside joke. Yeah, like something happens on the date and then it becomes like your thing. I'm so glad you guys reestablished the adorableness of this because we're just about to ruin it. And I feel like that works better (laughs) with this big dramatic setup. We love it so much. But uh, no, we're going to ruin it. When oh, yeah. uh, you want to hear one more anecdote about wrong? it? I can tell you the first time I ever really made Tara laugh. Oh, wait, 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 no. T- uh, Michael has an adorable story about when he first made Tara laugh, and then I'm going and to then get we're those gonna butterflies, ruin it? Okay. and then we're going to dive in. So this was, when, uh, this was when James Blunt was all over the uh, the radio and the, the television. <laughs> that guy. And uh, I, I told her, I was like, what would it be like if uh, James Blunt was a lot more critical? And so I started singing like, you're like a seven, you're like a seven, it's true. And uh, like just she nearly peed herself laughing, and I felt great. Real talk, James Blunt, I love it. Yeah. Critical James Blunt okay. cracked me up. One last tangent, mm-hmm. one last tangent. Uh, I, I, by some happenstance, was able to be at the Grammys, like, the year, like, that album. No, wait, never mind. I'm going to edit this out. I just remembered it was Gautier and somebody I used to know. It was somebody else who was at the Grammys. I was one hit. (laughs) It was like a one hit thing where he like got, he was drunk and mad every time he went up because he's like, I have other songs. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I got to look it up. It's just like going viral for something and you're like, fuck, now I got to be that person all the time because that's what everybody wants. It was like for like the the pre Emmys where it's just like not televised. So like he was just like very just like in the drinks and he'd go upstairs, he'd go up the stairs and be like, thanks, whatever. And he'd leave. And it was funny every time he did it like three times during that pre Emmy <laughs> ceremony. It was funny every single it's one. It's got to be really times. haunting to be like a one hit wonder. For example, like I've actually kept up on the band AHA, you know, Take On Me. And if you get yeah. their greatest hits album, it's a double CD. They have maintained stadium like status their entire career and like the rest of the world, but because they're not known here, we just consider them a what it wonder gone. But like, they're actually one of like the best selling European bands of all time. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I'm going to I'm going to backtrack here just to be we have dated. We love dating. We love meeting someone. We love love. We love falling in love. We love just seeing a person being like that is a person I can date. However, here's where it went wrong. (gasps) Online dating. Andrew, start us off. So. There are the thing I love most about this show, obviously, is talking with some of my best friends and favorite comedians. Uh, The thing I love second most about the show is doing absurd amounts of research. I 
I had to dig. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I'm doing this. So I had to dig into the history. And I thought, well, there's actually a lot of precursor to this. So uh, we're going to go back into the uh, 17th century here to start online dating because the online dating has a app. very uh, tangible. <laughs> look, it has a very tangible timeline from uh, the first personal ads. So early 17th century newspapers appear and uh, because they just appeared, there's not really a thing like freedom of the press. So they're pretty heavy, heavily regulated uh, until Britain's glorious revolution. Uh, and in uh, 1688, and we finally get the first modern newspapers. And like immediately it starts being abused. 1695, the very first personal ad appears, uh, which says a gentleman about 30 years of age that says he has a very good estate would willingly match himself to some good young gentlewoman that has a fortune of 3,000 pounds or thereabouts and will make settlement to content. That is about 300,000 pounds today, by the way. The very first personal ad, he's asking for a woman with 300,000 pounds <laughs> to marry him. So this is the changed. start of internet dating. Uh, be before this... <laughs> it's basically the same, yeah. Before this, you you are meeting by family. Uh, yeah. I was gonna I mean, say, we're really wow. So we haven't even evolved. That's so crazy. So I, so I just gotta say, dating started in like the 1700s. Like that was the first <laughs> time it wasn't just a transaction between yeah. parents and families and like trading cows and whatnot or like status in the region. Like they used to say, like. Uh, marriages are for stability. Love is for affairs. Like that was like the whole idea before yeah. it. So dating was new. So pretty much right around the time dating started was around the time they also had freedom of the press, and they immediately were like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's start using this to fuck right away." Yeah, right. Like how how many people gonna read this? <laughs> okay, let me put something in here. <laughs> let, me, let me put a little something something about my three hundred thousand pounds in here. <laughs> estate and if you're rich too let's make this happen my estate is very large if you know what i mean a wink you know so <laughs> i got a large chimney for you hey <laughs> but just like so, online dating so sorry andrew please go ahead no i was gonna say sorry andrew we went on a tangent As we about should. Uh, chimneys no, and pounds this, and hot wink bits, winks. hot bits about the newspapers this, oh, this please is, tell us more about the history this is the start so then we're gonna Thanks. go ahead and jump it guys i've got a lot here we're gonna jump ahead to 1727 to illustrate the one-sidedness that continues because a woman decides to post a personal ad 1727 helen morrison posted a personal ad in the manchester weekly journal uh so obviously the mayor had her committed to an asylum because she's, like, she's like is it because she's like hysterical because she wants to have an, orga like an orgasm it, like is that what that like that kind of that mentality? was basically it yeah i mean she she wants it a relationship clutched the pearls committed right away that woman's and they were just like nuts. Right. They immediately put her into an asylum oh. where they're like, you just masturbate this out. <laughs> right, right. Well, but you got to remember that, that this, this is a time period oh, where if you are single past age 21, you're you're right. you're gone. You've got no chance here. So 1748, the first misconnections ad appears in the general advertiser. Look, they've this is this is right. the original <laughs> Craigslist, absolutely, which is why I have this I'm one here. I love this so this, much. Okay. The line for this first misconnections is lady genteelly dressed, whom he saw leading a train of horses. This is to acquaint her that if she is disengaged and inclinable to marry, a gentleman who was on that occasion is desirous of making honorable proposals. This is the first misconnections, and he is trying is, uh, so hard. That is so fucking hot. I like uh, it. <laughs> Do you think that was, this is the sexiest letter ever written up until 1748. I'd be down. I wonder if he's still single. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he is. So, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Andrew, I, I'm, I've sold some of your research, so I... I please, I please, keep going. I was just about things. to, so yeah, 18, toss it over. In 1870, they invented the first newspaper for singles called the Matrimonial News. So yes. it began production in San Francisco uh, just after the gold rush. So people now had money and now they wanted to uh, have sex, right. obviously. Oh. Uh, money, Listen, money, you, you day, get newspapers, sex. you get a couple dollars, you're going to fuck. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what we're doing. That's what happens. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so men would pay so 25 funny. cents to post. Women post for free, yes. which means like we club. already had like the velvet <laughs> rope. Yeah. Like, who are you with? <laughs> 
Exactly. Ladies night. Ladies night. I feel like capitalism in general is just a, a larger and larger scale to get yourself late. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. all it is. Absolutely. <laughs> we invent our first social network in 1897 when a journalist, Friendster. William T. Stead, established the Wedding <laughs> Ring Circle, which was a matchmaking. Uh, so members would join. They could correspond anonymously and their identities would be revealed when they both agreed to meet. Uh, and this was by the uh, Circle's controller, is what they called. So they vetted the correspondence, and then like they were anonymous, and then the Circle's controller would be like, boom, this is who you've been talking to. You two should date. <laughs> wow. That's, isn't that like, wasn't there some like reality show that's similar to that right there now? There is. Yeah, that one like, that came out when Circle never started. And, what was, the, what was yeah. the one where they got married in 30 days? Right. Yeah, it was yeah. Love at First Sight and The Circle. It's kind of a combination of both of those things and was also called The Wedding Ring Circle. Exactly. So I gotta say, we've been like really doing this for yeah. a while It's just now. like how... We really like not like, knowing who we're going to marry. And the thing <laughs> right, is, right. up until this point, the vast majority of marriages are put together by familiar arrangements. Uh, you, you are hooked up with family members. This is, in fact, advertising itself. Yeah. We're going to do this for you. Uh, so this starts to become almost normalized in the 1910s um, because of the lonely soldiers of World War One. This is this is what they're referred to. It starts as pen pals, maybe a bit more. Uh, so the link appears in the UK, which is the UK's first Lonely Hearts monthly. And they are using this correctly because uh, basically since uh, Henry VIII, who I hope we're going to do an episode on it at some point, has established buggery laws. Uh, which, again, I just want to trash Henry VIII for like two or three hours. So this is still going on in the 1910s. So uh, the link appears and people are using coded messages to have gay and lesbian relationships. Uh, Men would use codes like uh, musical or unconventional. That's not really a code. Yeah, yeah, no, I I majored in musical theater. That's not a code at all. That's not a code. (laughs) That is not a code. No, it's it it's it's like shut that. down in 1921, but I uh, applaud how how well they're using this and that they really try to. And uh, in fact, I things stay that. fairly shut down in the 1900s until 1967 uh, when the buggery laws were repealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, things start to change after World War II. This is when you finally start getting people introduced person to person. I've got a friend who'd like to meet you, friend of a friend, instead of uh, familial connections. Uh, so things mm. start changing here and, uh, computers are invented and this is immediately what they're used for. Uh, Stanford of students. Course. When? In the eighties or was it 1959. Yeah. I was like, they were actually Yes, 1950, yeah. right. Sorry. 1959 59. is, is okay. we still got the, like the, you know, the big punch card programming. So this gotcha. is where it starts. This part is, is not as interesting. Uh, but it's, it's, it, this is when it starts developing what is going to end up what we have today. Uh, it's not until the 1990s when dating sites appeared, 1994 with Kiss.com, 1995 with Match.com. Uh, and then the big one for me, of course, 1997 J-Date. <laughs> oh, wow. Which is when they just realized, hey, people have specific things they might want to search for. By the way, never had luck on J-Date. Uh, <laughs> also, never dated another Jew. So. Well, it's because you were you. It's because you were pre-med, and then you stopped that to do it. comedy. And the two most Jewish <laughs> professions in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say comedy is pretty Jewish. Yeah, exactly. All right. So this is our, our history. We've got uh, 2000 E Harmony, 2002 Ashley Madison, where it's like, hey, we like dating sites. How about one for cheaters? And I feel like yeah. this that is the beginning crazy. of the end. Uh, Can I just say, like, Ashley Madison is such like a like boomer and like like older person con. Like, you're not going to trick younger, like, millennials, Gen Zers to, like, put your name and email right. into the cheaters' database. Right. Like, Can you imagine? Yeah, you get, you're they, signing up for the Which is why apps. in 2015, <laughs> yeah. Ashley Didn't Madison is hacked. Yeah, 2015. I was about to say, they got hacked a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. And, like, everybody got exposed. So... Yeah, I think one of the... uh, I mean, but also now dating apps in general can be... You can just... Anybody can sign up for it. Why did they have to specifically be for cheaters? I I, I didn't get it. Right. That's a weird concept. I'm sure so many people got scammed and blackmailed by being on that website. For sure. For sure. So that basically brings us to today. Was it the Duggars? Were they the really religious family? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. One of them was on there, and I thought that was very funny. Juicy. I love that. Wow, really? Well... So mm-hmm. we'll we'll skip along the individual release timeline because that basically brings it to today. It just is getting bigger and bigger. 
uh, it starts being developed. They start the algorithms get better. They start being able to uh, sort of match based on interest and intent. They start adding personality tests. It really develops to be uh, something where it's not just like, "Hey, here's a person. Let's see what happens." So uh, that yeah, that that's where we are today. And I would say the more it developed, the more interesting it got. But also like the worse everything was. Is that fair? One hundred percent. That's what I. That's what I think. I think the more. The, I don't know where, when you want me to talk about it being ruined, but I think that the, the more prevalent it got and the more online people got in general, I mean, with a, with a ton of different things, but oh, all, sure. particularly dating as a person that dated normally <laughs> until like <laughs> 25 and then online dating became like huge. And I think that's when I first remember um, being on OkCupid when it was like a thing. It it was dramatic. It was a dramatic difference in the way people interacted, the way they talked to each other, the way they, um, the the amount of attention they paid to each other. And I think it's only gotten worse from there because of how prevalent the internet apps just generally like you can be connected to anything and anyone at any given moment. It's just changed it so much. And I think the anonymity also made it change too. The fact that you don't have to face people, like the the shit that I have seen sent to friends of mine, the lewd stuff, the nasty stuff, the just vulgar stuff that they get a lot of the time just completely disrespectful and without any yeah. any kindness at all that's huge like all yeah the, that's all the a huge part of it yeah that's a huge part of it is the anonymity is like it really makes it so people don't see each other as people anymore they're right. just like they and so they can just put whatever they want onto the other person without really any caring about what the other person's receiving yeah, <laughs> may I mean, it be a dick pic it, or whatever it is there's no know? organic growth of relationship anymore it's really hard to do that like everything's Damn. out there now so you can go at any speed you want and usually it's a speed that the other person doesn't appreciate and i feel like it's really made everything very muddled Absolutely. well i mean if we want to go uh, super nerd on this if you want statistics like let's start with this uh seven in ten people who online date according to pew research believe uh that people are using it to uh, that people are lying, basically that that seven and ten believe that the majority of people lie when they are on dating apps. And let's mm-hmm. face it, like, is that how how does round robin here? What does everyone feel about that? Seven and ten. I mean, believe that I, I lying. feel like uh, I mean we also have to take this on the number that were lying, <laughs> and it was not far from that. It, it was there were a lot of people that. Um, Jeez, when do you have those numbers ready? I've got this. Jeez, we have way too many statistics here, but far too many. For men, it was uh, mostly about uh, the level of success they had in their career. For women, and this is what I thought was interesting, was women claimed they were lying when they used old photos. And I am yeah. confident that men did the same thing, but did not claim that as they were lying. <laughs> I'll tell you, when you say lies, you say men are level of success and their yes. job title. Cause they'll just say like management consulting and, and <laughs> it, management means you could be managing a KFC. Sure. You don't know what their job is. I mean, not that, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying, <laughs> no, like, not I'm just clear. saying you're playing, you're playing if you put management. And so like, um, yeah, men are always lying about their job. And, like, men will post pictures. I For some reason, 2018 was the year everybody looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. And so I everybody posts pictures from 2018. And you know why I know that is because I'll look at the pictures and I'm like, let me go check out their Instagram. And their Instagram, you see it's from 2018. And so the hairline... <laughs> The hairline is thick and luscious, and so it changes, obviously, as we age. Like, who cares? But why are you doing that? You know, and then women, 100% about the bodies, because men are looking at their bodies. I, Sorry. I think of, no, no, I didn't want to cut you off at all. I was just saying that I wonder if yeah. that also is uh, in retrospect of the fact that we have aged 50 years in 2020. I mean, 100%. <laughs> I, looked at myself, I looked at myself a picture of, like from, like, I don't know, eight months ago, and I was like, who is that? Right? <laughs> she, <was cute. laughs> she had no idea what was coming. She had no idea. Now she got a gray streak on the side of her head. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, everyone in 2018 looked happy because they're like, oh, we took back the house. Things are going to be different oh, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. We had a moment, a moment of relief from the, the hellscape. Oh, that is, man. yeah. Yeah. God, you're right. That's so real. Yeah. It's a lot of lying. It's a lot of, it's not, it's like, yeah, like lying and like lying can be such a broad spectrum. It can be like lying by omission, lying by like blatantly lying and like making up a whole personality, make catfishing people, like whatever it is. But yeah, even if you're like posting a picture where it's like, it really doesn't, isn't what you look like. I can't, I, I just can't imagine like why people would want to do that because then someone is 
going to see you. And that would feel bad, I feel like. But like, what's the end game to this? The dopamine rush of people messaging you has to be such like a big thing. And then like once you're once you're there, you're like, well, surely this won't be that big of a deal. But it always Always. that's why I feel like you need to post your worst photo on a dating site. Not your best, your worst. The one where you look like a goddamn mess because you're going to look better than that on your date. (laughs) You're going to be more impressed. And if they respond to you in that photo, you're fine. You got nothing, nothing to be worried about. It's so true. Post it's your so true. And it, it really is a lot about the the whole thing has become about the dopamine because if you think about this like the prevalence in general of like every social media app is about the rush of getting the likes and getting the attention and going viral or whatever it is, you know? And so it's like if you're on a dating app, you're doing it the, and most people I think are doing it the same way nowadays where it's just like they're just doing it for the likes. Oh, for sure. And if if we're going to break it down here, I mean, 71% of online daters, according to this poll, believe it it is very important that someone uses recent pictures of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's 71% that, I mean, that that would probably fall into the you're lying by omission by using the incorrect photos. Right, right. Uh, 63% say it's very important to state the type of relationship that they're looking for, which I'm sure... Is another big issue on dating uh, sites. Lord. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Nicole, please, no, 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 it's, please. It's just, I think it's it's I think it's particularly bad in New York and LA. Obviously, I mean, I say obviously, but that it isn't necessarily obvious. But it's like to me, it's like. I think it's like you meet a lot of people through dating apps. I mean, I, I to be honest, I don't really use them anymore because it's just not for me. I don't, I feel like I'm just an old school person. I'm like, I'm going to meet him at a party. I might meet him on Twitter because I do yeah. meet some cuties on Twitter. Cause, and I'm going to tell you why I think Twitter is different too. I have like a whole idea of like why that's different than fucking online dating. But that's why you're here. Please tell oh us. Oh my God. But it's like, but it is, um, I can't remember what, what tangent I was going on. What were we talking about? <laughs> what, did, what was the fact you just said? So I was saying how uh, the type of relationship that you're looking for. Oh, yeah, because that's the thing is like people do it. I feel like lately I'm seeing more of it. Like you see a lot of like ethically non-monogamous. I mean, if you guys are that, no, I shouldn't judge. But it's like you see a lot more of like people will put put that. Thank God, because it's like you want to know that before you go into something. Like if somebody's ethically non-monogamous, I am exiting out on your profile because it's not for me. I'm just like really old school. But it's like there are people that like you think that they want to date. But then as soon as they actually go on one or two dates, they realize, like, I saw this on, on Twitter today, too. Like, I'm too depressed to yes. date. <laughs> and, like, they all of a sudden are like, wait, I don't want to be dating someone right now. And it's like, you were on a dating app. <laughs> what were you doing there? Don't be on that if you don't want to be dating somebody. Because I think it's, like, a lot of people, they, and, you know, it could just be because they realize they don't have chemistry with the person or whatever it is. But it happens so often that I think it's, like, people, a lot of people just want to have sex. And that's fine. But you have to say that. You have to. And, you know, oh, for sure. I think another aspect of that is also that people are so used to interactions being online that by the time you actually get to the date and you're in person, you almost, like, don't know what to do. I feel like we're losing a lot of our social skills in an online age. And, uh, uh, can we? Yeah. And I, I feel like that that comes out as well. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to re- how to respond to the other person. Like the body can, language, you're you're not as up on it as you are because you're usually home doing all this. Well, and looking at the so real. I mean, can we talk about like porn and sex? It's like all the same things. It's all so online that it makes people like it's not. They're not used to it like having that face to face real. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's a yeah. huge issue. And not only is it all there, but it is so. It's so abundant. Uh, in 2014, Tinder was processing a billion swipes a day, now closer to two God. billion. Tinder has made three times as many matches as there are people on Earth. <laughs> what? what? How? Like, like, well, like 20 billion matches? Yeah. yeah. Swipe, swipe, swipe. swipe. I mean, how good is their algorithm? Is it just every other person you match with at that rate? Well, like, that's I mean, insane. you get to choose. And Some that's people it. will just... Say exactly. everybody. And some people just swipe right on everyone. I'm so fucking picky. I pick, I'm always left, but like some people will just swipe no, on anyone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. another just, like non-committal weird thing. migraine of an app. That's insane. Oof. It's a, I, I mean, it. that that's the thing that I think is part of the evolution of it because originally these profiles were all set up like originally you would like fill out a test. In the 1950, in 1959 with IBM, you yes. would fill out a test, you would put it in the mail, you would send it to them and they would have their supercomputer like process your results and be like, okay, based on your results, you and this person have these similar interests. Uh, here's their information. Would you like to meet? And then like later on, like all the, like the, all the dating sites, you know, eHarmony and, and uh, match.com, they would have you fill out personality kind of things. And mm-hmm. now it's literally kind of like, you're just kind of 
uh, you're just shopping, yeah. you know, you're yeah. just you're anyway, I love it so Absolutely. much when when shows up with dates and statistics. This is the most exciting thing in the world for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's why I, I was when we were like writing on Twitter. I was like, there's so many good. I bet there's so many good statistics out there about this because it is heavily researched. And it's also like fascinating because it's like human development, human evolution, like social in, interpersal interaction. Uh, there's there's a ton. And in fact, it's, it's evolved yeah. drastically since COVID, not not surprisingly. Yes. Uh, and when I was oh, yeah. reading up on this, one of the things that I thought was was very interesting was that the line for what people considered someone to be uh, date-worthy or undate-worthy shifted. Uh, people were saying, well, now it's long distance. That used to be a deal-breaker for me. Now, not anymore. Uh, there was one person who, this was, a, I think, a Vanity Fair article where they were discussing when they finally went on a date with someone who seemed like a great match, and they never saw them again because they didn't take COVID seriously enough. They weren't social distancing. They yep. weren't wearing a mask. It's like, yeah, that'd yep. be a deal breaker for me, too. It's like sex. Can't do that, no. well, That's like sex. That's like sex. If somebody doesn't want to wear a condom, then you're like, well, I don't want to date you. You know, Are it's like tested? Home. You don't know what they're carrying uh, yeah. either way. Absolutely. And yeah, no, it, it's changed drastically. And part of one of the things that was discussed here is that the most important predictors of relationships success are simply unavailable prior to relationships beginning was a, a psychologist a analysis of dating sites. And uh, so now things have, have kind of adjusted because you're spending so much more time before that first date phase. And uh, Helen Fisher, an anthropologist, said uh, catastrophes push us to make our next step in life. Uh, basically yeah. if you thought beforehand, oh, I might need a partner. Now it's like, okay, I really need a partner. And if I might be in a bad relationship, it's all like, okay, I got to get out of this relationship. So the numbers right. just starting in March when <laughs> lockdown started, shot up 50, 60, 70, 80% increase in use between video wow. chatting, uh, or, or general, uh, use of dating sites. It's changed so dramatically. Um, but people are getting more creative with how to use it too. It's, it's, you know, now you've got to spend a bit more time getting to know each other because that's kind of your only option. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I will say this is before COVID. I do think that it's insane that you could like do on these. Cause look, if you give your married friends, your dating app for a little bit, our eyes light. <laughs> <laughs> we like, I do think they're fascinating. Get, yeah. We get so excited to play on dating la dating apps and just like cosplay like we're single for a little yeah. bit. Like, oh, like this person is and like I just can't imagine. But like it also enters my head of just like it's so wild to me that you could have these conversations, start them up and get like sometimes like, I, you know, I have some friends who get like really kind of like a uh, sexual and intimate and everything on these apps mm. before ever a first date. And no. that just blows my well, that's mind. The, yeah. nope. I, Cause I think it's like, you can talk about the statistics on how it's, how the use is going up and you can talk about how people are using it in different ways, but the success of them, I don't know if it's all that different. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people are actually meeting each other and then forming like long relationships or if they're just like, forming intimate relationships on the internet, which isn't real, really a thing, well, right? I mean, it's so, not, right. not really yeah, a I mean, Yeah, I'm sure it can be. I'm sure it's enough for some people and yeah. not enough for others. And like, you gotta, That's you gotta true. figure out that line. Uh, it's true. also just wild to think that like, it used to just be the pina colada song <laughs> where people are just like putting ads in newspapers <laughs> to try to cheat on their spouses. And now we have apps just for that. And not only and that, like crazy. how many dating apps are there now? Like I have a buddy who's on over 10 dating apps uh, and he's, he's not, he's not doing great. He's <laughs> too bad. Yeah, the guy's really too uptight. I would love it. to play with his profile and see if like, Oh, I don't know. I think maybe if you put this in here, you know, you might get some hits or like from somebody who's in a, you know, who's in a long-term relationship marriage. Like I am like, maybe if you add this, maybe this might, you know, having, I think, a perspective of somebody who's had success in relationships, I think, might might help some of these folks. But unfortunately, well, I think my friend doesn't want that. Yeah. But do the amount of apps make it even harder? I'd imagine it would make well, it Well, I was, was going to say, there's a, it's a psychology thing. I wonder if you guys saw that in your research, that if people have, like, a ton of choice, they can't make yeah. ad choice. Because it's like, exactly. if you have a billion options, then you're just like, well, this one might be good. Especially, I feel like that's maybe more men, but it's also women, too. But men are like, well, I mean, but this could be better over here. Or I could find someone over here. And I think a lot of times... It is interesting because a lot of times you can get picky. And so, like, my friend, her mom is the one that matched with her now husband. Wow. Oh, wow. Which is weird, a little weird. Oh, but her, no. And okay. her mom messaged him for the first time. It was a little weird. But, like, yeah. nice. but it was because it's, like, she was just, like, tuned out from it, desensitized to it in a way. And then her mom was like, this dude's great. This dude's a lawyer. This dude's nice. And then they started talking. And then oh, she was yeah. like, now you talk to him. You know? And, it, and it, it worked, which is crazy. But it is... 
when you have so many choices, you start to just be like, I see nothing because like, it's too oh much. Oh my like trying to find we a movie on so, Netflix. I'm just going to yeah. say, we went so far to the other end that parents are now arranging <laughs> marriages again. I know, right? Right? Oh, God. Is there like an arranged marriage app somewhere in the world? That oh, I'm sure there is. I'm sure oh, there is. Arrange me. It's got to be. I tried Absolutely. to name like all the dating sites I could off the. I was talking to my buddy the other day, and I was like, you know, there's there, there's Tinder and Hinge and plenty of fi-. and like I was just like trying to go through, and I was just like, this is like it's like a like Forrest Gump, like when he's just like naming all the different kinds of shrimp. Yeah, like there's just. <laughs> I know, and I also think I should. I wanted to point out that when you talked about being on Match, Match is supposed to be a little bit more successful because you pay for right. it. And I've heard that when you pay for an app, you're a little bit more committed to using it. Hint has pay options, but like I had it for a little bit and then I just was like, I didn't do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, are, are these apps but free? I think so. Yeah. I mean, they are, but like Hinge, you can pay to get like a premium membership so you can like see it differently and go back to people if you realize like, oh, I want to match with them and I didn't match with them the first time. Like, but it's, I think match.com is more successful because I think, is it monthly payment or is yeah, it like, it's like a more, it's more of a commitment. And then in 2019, Facebook uh, launched its own dating website. What? But yeah, Facebook has dating has a dating uh, website on it. However, Great. I'm very curious about how Twitter you feel is oh, yeah. is the better. I option. have a I have a, I okay. So this is I do think that the next guy I meet is going to be a friend of a friend or on Twitter. <laughs> and I don't. The reason why I say this is because okay, I have a thing though. I think where I don't think. I don't in particularly enjoy the like peacocking, look how sexy I am vibe of anything. <laughs> nope. Like, yeah. I don't like that. I want to just like have fun, be normal, be chill, and then end up being like, I like you, you know? And like, I think Twitter is exactly that because you see like an Avi, you see someone's face and then you see what they do for a living in their little bio for the most part. Oh yeah. And then you you can be like mutuals and then you end up like seeing all of these, like they're so funny and smart and you see like what their personality really is. Like you can see me talking about like, I'm nasty. I ate pickles to dinner last night. You know, like, <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, and then, you know, like Nicole is kind of nasty, but I like it. It's funny. You know what I mean? Like it's like stuff like that. Yeah, and I yeah. think it's like, you can see all the different sides of somebody and see more of their humor. And so then like, I've, you know, I, the last person I had a crush on and went on dates with on a date with excuse me but he moved but anyway <laughs> it was on Twitter and it was be- and it was because I was like I saw this and I thought you were so funny and then he was like thanks and we started talking you know it's like I think it's to me it's much more of an attractive way to meet people because you can meet them for like more well-rounded stuff not just like um, I know the best spot in town for tacos, which is like every fucking Hinge profile. It's always the place by their apartment. By yeah, it's like, bitch, I don't want to go eat tacos by your place in fucking Wilshire, Montana, wherever that even is. It's like, it's, it's just not, to me, it's like more what you can see more of a big picture of someone because they, they're more expressive on there. Interesting. For me, dating someone off of Twitter would be like fighting someone in hell and like Satan is setting <laughs> the two of you up. Yeah. That is my take on Twitter. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting it's like, because it's like there's just the worst of the worst on Twitter, but then there's like people like I mean like all of us follow true. each other, and it's yeah. like I like all of you guys, and I know that like when you DM me or t- I mean you're all in relationship, but I mean <laughs> when you all talk to me, I like have fun talking to you and enjoy yeah. it, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. And like I feel like we're friends even though we've never met, and the reason we feel like that is because we see each other's like vibes, true. I think. But but also yes, it is hell and. <laughs> <laughs> It is a very polarizing website. I will say that. It's both. It's both, baby. Sometimes it, I love it can it. be a lot of things. But it's true. It can be two things. I wouldn't know a these guys. My new, I wouldn't have yeah. my writing gigs. I wouldn't have my shows yeah. without my, these guys. So yeah, it's I, true. exactly one hundred. That's how I got the Emmys. Was from Twitter. It's just like wow. one of those things where it's like you and all oh, my yeah. newest, all my newest friends that I really like, like that know me for me who I am now, are from Twitter. You know, it's interesting. That is amazing. Yeah, no, it's definitely like that's how I got all like all of my like comedy connections friends uh, that are not like people that i do stand up with or like met uh working at like second city i mean it's all twitter i mean that's that's just how it how this whole thing is now which you know it's kind of like dating you're really hoping that you just get that one really lucky break yeah (laughs) yeah exactly 
Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect, but to me, it's so much more attractive. Like, I just find... I'll get crushes on people all the time just because I think they're so funny or smart or, like, active and posting the right type of political things or whatever it is. Like, I just... I, I feel like that's much more attractive. Like, there's just something that, to me, is lacking about dating apps because it's it's so peacocky, presentational, and, like, a lot of times, like you know, is my bare chest and my dumb tattoos wanna, you know, it's like, no. Like, <laughs> that guy sounds too self-aware. Yeah, right? There's one, yeah. Oh, there, there are some guys where I'm like, I don't, that's too much, too much body, too much everything. <laughs> I am, I am boring. I eat pickles for dinner. We can't do this. You're really yeah. stressing the pickles for dinner thing. It's and because I it was last night. It was fan. last night. It was a dark night last night. I was just like, I can't get up. Garlic pickles. It's all it. about the garlic it. dill pickles. So yes. Oh, exactly. So, so good. We've gone through the history of evolution of dating from personal ads, uh, from putting a woman in an asylum because she just wanted to have a nice lunch. Uh, <laughs> the weirdo. To, to sending your information to IBM for the for a computer that takes up an entire warehouse to just tell you you should date the girl down the street. <laughs> uh, to apps. To, to Facebook getting in it because why not? Facebook ruined every oh, yeah. aspect of our lives. Right. What is the Facebook dating app? Can I ask you real quick? Yeah. It's probably bad. I've never been on really it. Really want Mark Zuckerberg to be in charge of your dating life? Sorry, I just <laughs> no. So I hope so it's we called have all this bad. <laughs> it's called which Big brings me uh. to the next section of our show in their defense, and for that we're gonna recruit our good friend Andrew to try to tell us why. Online dating is not actually the fucking worst. <laughs> so, God, I actually, before the show, I thought, oh, this is good. Uh, this is a, finally I have to do an in their defense where I actually have some positive experience. But no, by the end of this, you guys convince me. It's, it's fucking awful. Uh, <laughs> but, no, look, I, I met my girlfriend three and a half years ago on OkCupid. By the way, just to give you guys some uh, background to explain this general personality that you see uh, on the or here on this podcast, we had to postpone our first date because I had a statistics competition. <laughs> this, oh, this is, so cute! You little nerd. What does that even little mean? Mathlete. What were the odds of that date happening? <laughs> she, but no, <laughs> she works in statistics. It worked out perfect. This is why she has It's like, oh, cool! I work Amazing. in statistics, so perfect match, best thing ever. Um, quick, quick oh, thing. Incredible. If you didn't place uh, in that competition, would she still have dated you? I didn't, you? actually. <laughs> I did not win this wow. at all. But uh, still, it was so this is some personal background, because when I talked about this and decided we should do this, and then I realized all of my personal background is horrifically embarrassing. But you know what? Part of the job. <laughs> doing it anyway. Who's, isn't, man? Who's, isn't? People should know who we are if they're going to listen to our podcast. They got to gotta do it. So, uh, no, but this is, it has worked out well for me. It's, uh, I met someone, I don't like bars. I don't like, have, I mean, I, look, I mean, I'm a comedian. I, I go up and talk. I'm good talking to people. <laughs> but um, this, this worked so much better for me. I got to put down my information. I got to find people who liked my information and but i also did better because i chose the sites where you're revealing a lot more about yourself i didn't do well on tinder i did well on the ones where you fill out a 200 question survey and i get actually reveal something for people that are a bit socially awkward that want to find other socially awkward people uh or people like myself that are just like i just don't have the energy (laughs) there's a lot going on and uh it has worked out well for me i mean i'm in a good relationship uh and I like that I got to connect with people that already had an idea of who I was beforehand. Obviously, you go on plenty of dates that don't work, but uh, for the ones that, that do, it, it's it's nice. It's it's nice to go in and feel like you have some idea what you're going into instead of just a random blind date where it's like, hey, this friend thinks you guys might not suck together, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to suck with most people. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a really bad me. setup date because I'm, yeah. I'm I'm like I'm so I'm always so down to get set up, but I had a really bad one, and I was like, whoosh, maybe I should be not so down to do this. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, is this what you think of me? I, I, Ooh, I have never yeah. had a good setup in my life. I've been set up three times. They were three of the worst dates I've ever had. Isn't that weird? It's yeah. like when people say, oh, like, you look you look so much like this person. And you look at the person, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, that's what you think yeah. I look like. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, one of them was set up by my dad. My dad set me up with oh. a girl he worked with, and that was uh, no. The set up no, dates are how you find out that no, the no, people no. that know but you do not the, know The date was a Sugar you. Ray concert, so I at least want to say that because that makes it funny. I love that so much. She really That's likes perfect. Sugar Ray, so I got her Sugar Ray tickets because they were in town, and I went to a Sugar Ray show. Wow, that'd be fun. So, yeah. No, no. All right, well, no, that, that adds to my in their defense. In their defense, you don't have to go to a Sugar Ray concert to get a date. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I didn't have to find her there. We, we went there together. That was a whole All right, well, Michael's thing. making bad decisions for different reasons. That's amazing. <laughs> right? amazing. Yeah. That's a great story, though. I, we love it. I don't need help. You, you chose to go to a Sugar Ray concert. <laughs> yeah, and I once actually also took a girl... Uh, uh, Oh, God, she really liked them, so I bought VIP tickets, but it was three doors down Nickelback. Oh, that's a rough night. <laughs> they were VIP. Like, we had our own waiter at the show. Like, it was... Oh, was man. he just serving, like, Natty Light and crying? He was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, cold, hamburger, yeah, cold hamburgers and Bud Light. And, uh, hey, quick question, and that was, There was no date, too. Quick question, Michael. If you went crazy, would she still call you Superman? <laughs> hey! Uh, is it Gambit. Hey, hey, guys, hey, I'm You dabbing. can't see it, guys, but me and Nicole are dancing. <laughs> I hear the level of excitement here is off the charts. That's a good Smash Mouth song. I like that song. It's a good Smash Mouth song. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, I think that it covers just about everything. We've got the uh, history of dating. We have uh, online dating. We have a a rough in their defense, which has worked out well for me, even though I get why you all don't love it. (laughs) And uh, I would say that just about wraps it up. What do you guys think? I think it does. Andrew, Michael, y'all are both in success, uh, successful uh, relationships that started online. I guess there yeah. has to be, you know, something to it. And I'll also add just to just to kind of like get that out there, because it is an important part of online dating culture is that for a lot of time, for a lot of people, uh, it is it does provide a safe space uh, for people in the uh, LGBTQ yes. communities, yeah. uh, especially people in areas uh, where they cannot be openly yeah. themselves. And that, that is a big reason why, uh, pro, uh, why sites like <laughs> Grindr uh, and, uh, and a few others got just blew up because it, yeah. it served a market that needed it. So I will say those reasons are why online dating has a good defense. However, it still, still kind of sucks. sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's actually well a really said. good well defense. Said. That's a really good defense because a lot of online dating is hard for people in like any kind of marginalized category. I mean, black women, pff, I mean, it's hard. And so it's like sometimes it's nice to just like be able to know people's preferences or to be able to have a whole site dedicated to that. So that's a great point. Yeah. That, yeah. that will I, make I was, me say, OK, I get it a little bit. I was prepared to I was prepared to do the defense if, if no one else volunteered. I did my research <laughs> yeah. despite what Andrew no, said. <laughs> I think that's the best point of the show. I think that's the, it is. Yeah, it is. Most people <laughs> need to say, I mean, by the yeah, way, when passed this off to me, he said, look, you know, you're in a relationship that you met online. You should do either defense knowing he had this banger to drop as soon as I was done with my crap i'm happy now <laughs> like sure no, you, you go good, open though. for me you open for Thank me pal <laughs> yours was good though because i feel like if you are it, like it is like if you are you know uh, you know socially like you don't want to you're not you don't want to go to bars you don't want to meet people it's really hard to talk to people some people are extremely introverted and they don't want to be out try that it's not it's not easy for them so i get it i get it but i think like Everybody else, y'all just can make some effort. Dinner yeah. party just and show like look yeah, exactly. around. Yeah, uh, the rest dinner parties. The rest of you got friends, and you can introduce them to me. And I am still single, and I am available. Yeah. Just joking. All right, guys, that was that was awesome. I love this episode. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. It was fun, very fun. Nicole, thanks for coming on so much. Uh, uh, Hot Dog comes out yeah. uh, September twenty fourth on yeah. HBO Max. Uh, check it out it's going to be fantastic uh michael michael thanks for joining us today uh michael you also have a quick project do you want to do you want to plug the the game you i will plug the game so i am on i'm writing for a game called anti-social skills with uh, an amazing group of people including um john roy uh jenny zagrino uh uh mike kaplan um, Abby Crutchfield and Jason Marcus. Uh, John Reinman is the is the head writer on it. He used to work for uh, Leno and Fallon, and uh, it's a really cool game. It's a Zoom game where basically uh, you get funny situations and you have to come up with funny answers, either with the pre written answers that are given to you, or you come up with something crazy on your own. And sometimes they add a challenge to it, like do it in this impression or do it while holding this or that. So it's really uh, it's really a lot of fun. So it's anti social skills uh, as skills at on Twitter. And I'm home underscore halfway on Twitter. Uh, don't follow me. It's not worth your time, but definitely get the game. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Andrew, thank you, buddy. This has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, as always. Yeah. We're going to be back next week. But uh, yeah, thank you all for coming. Uh, when, thank you, as always, for being here. This was a lot of fun. And uh, we will see you all again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
the wait is finally over, football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert.